Welcome here today to Gospel in the City. Um, for anybody that doesn't know me, my name is Laura Heaney. I'm one of the um, leaders here, and um, there's food and all the food and drinks and so on for you there. So if you just help yourself at any point, um, feel free. Um, we're here t- um, today, just carrying on in our series on the Ten Commandments, um, and we're going to be. Last week we were looking at God's pattern for work and rest, and which I was wasn't here, but was able to catch up on their lovely podcast. So if you don't know about that, you can. If you ever miss a talk, you can go and catch up on it, which is great. Um, and this week we're talking about respect and the fifth commandment, um, honour honor your father and your mother, and how this commandment should shape how we work. So um, what, I'll just open in prayer and then I'll, I'll read the passage and then hand over to our speaker today. So, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for um, gathering us here today in the middle of a busy week. Um, would you give us the ears to hear what you have to say to us today? Um, and would you bless Colin as he comes to speak so that um, he has the words to say that are from you. Um, And all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So the passage, I'm going to read today um, 1 to 12, um, um, from chapter 20 of Exodus there. So if you can find that on your sheet, you should have sheets on the um, table there, which will um, help you with that. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments." You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honour your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Thank you, Laura, for the introduction. So today we come to the fifth commandment, five out of ten, and we see a shift in the emphasis from what has come so far We have seen that commandments one through four have instructed us in how to love and worship God with a single eye to his glory. Now, as we look at the fifth commandment, we see it begins the next set of commandments that reveal how we are to relate and to show the love of Christ to our fellow man. That means those people that we live and work beside. Yes, those hard to live beside neighbours and difficult people back in the office. The fifth commandment is a commandment with promise. 
with divine blessings attached to it. It is a commandment positioned in a place of special honour and significance. It is a commandment pertaining to the whole life of every human being. It is a commandment with application to the home, to the church, and workplace. A commandment that provides a stable foundation to all of society. Yet it is a commandment that is sorely neglected today. It may not be overstating the case to say that this commandment, maybe more than others, we have forgotten. It is the fifth of God's ten great commandments to humanity. Honour your father and mother. And as we unpack this commandment today, I hope we will see that it is not only about our relationship with our father and mother, but how we relate to them, how we honour and respect our father and mother. How we do this affects all of our other relationships in life. Our relationships with our wider family, our neighbours, and of course our work colleagues, our managers, and if we're fortunate enough to have folk that work for us, our subordinates. So we have three reasons to know and obey this commandment. Firstly, we are all children here today. We're all children. It is the most basic biology. Every human being is the offspring of two other human beings. Some of us have always known and respected both of our parents. Some of us have only ever known one of our parents or have only ever known adoptive parents. Some even grew up apart from parents in foster care. Some of us have outlived our parents. But regardless, the fifth commandment applies to each and every one of us here today for the simplest of reasons. We are all children. Of course, we also know that God's commandments are to be taken both literally and principally. That means lived out in the application of our daily lives. And the commandment stipulations go beyond the simple relationship of children to parents and extend to all other positions of authority and submission. The right ordering of family government, church government and civil government all depend on this vital commandment. In this way too, it is universal. We are all children We are all under authority, so we all need to hear and to heed this commandment. Our relationship with our parents is fundamental in shaping all other relationships we have in life. For in this relationship, we learn what it is like to have someone in authority authority over us. We learn to listen to our parents, to honour, respect and obey them, even when this means doing things we don't want to do or that we find extremely difficult to do. Hopefully, if we have been brought up in a loving family, then we have learnt what it means to love, to nurture, and to protect others. So learning to love and respect in all other relationships that we have in life 
should first be learnt at home. Many of you will know, many of you have children of your own, and so you know that to honour and respect carries a heavy price. Gratitude and thankfulness are one of the main ways we can honour our parents. You know only too well, if you're parents, that that means sacrificing a lot. It means sacrificing your money, your time, your energy, your hobbies, your sleep, and sometimes your tears. I remember whenever my sister and I received birthday or Christmas presents, which we were glad to receive, my mum would make my sister and I write a thank you letter to all the aunts and uncles. My dad was one of nine, so we were blessed with many presents, but then we had to write many many letters. I loved getting the presents. I didn't love so much having to write the letters. But now I know, looking back, why my mother made me write all those letters. It was to show respect and appreciation to all her aunts and uncles for their generosity. Secondly, this commandment comes with promise. Our second reason to understand and obey this commandment is that it comes with a promise. It's wise, it's good to obey this commandment so we can enjoy the promised blessings. Conversely, it is stupid and dangerous to disobey the commandment and forfeit the promised blessings. When Paul writes his letter to Ephesus, and particularly to the children, he says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. God promises us blessings to those who obey this command. It pleases God when we obey so naturally He dispenses his blessing to us. God, thirdly, God gives this commandment a place of special honour. God gives this commandment a place of special honour. Well, the third reason to understand and obey this commandment is that God gives it a special place in his list of ten commandments. Believers have long divided the Ten Commandments into two groups. We've heard the first four, and now there's a bit of a division. The first group explains our duty directly towards God, and the second explains our duty towards our fellow men. And so this commandment falls squarely between the two, and in that way reminds us that our parents have a unique role in our lives. Our parents are God's divine representatives to us so that when we honour and obey our parents, we honour and obey God. There is no obedience or love to God without first obedience and love towards our parents. And so the next five commandments that follow, commandments 6 to 10, they relate to murder, 
adultery, theft, lying against our neighbor, and coveting. And we are supposed to learn that all these things are forbidden. But first and foremost, we need to honor, respect our mother and father. And in doing that, we will learn the skills, the knowledge that will keep us from falling into these other grievous sins. Unfortunately, in today's world, the family unit has largely broken down. Um, A stable two-parent family home is rare to find these days. Some of the statistics I looked up, 50%, half of 25-year-olds cohabit rather than marry. One-third of the children born in the UK today are born to unmarried couples. That is not how God intended it to be. It's so very, very sad. And I see this every day in my new job with Nisra. I have to call into homes. That's my job. And if the people are, are good enough to let me into the home to interview them, many, many a time, unfortunately, I see absent fathers. I see broken homes. I see children being brought up by their grandparents. Society today, Belfast today, South Belfast, desperately needs to get back to the way God meant it to be. And as Christians, we need to show to the world a better way, God's way, the right way, by obeying his commandments. And this can be a powerful witness to our neighbours and work colleagues. A word of caution in closing. Before we can do anything else, we need to understand and admit this. There is no if, no if attached to the fifth commandment. It's mandatory. We must honour. We must respect. We must obey our parents. There are no exceptions. You might say to me, Ah, Colin, you don't know my dad. You don't know my mum. No, I don't. I don't know them. But there are no exceptions. Even when it becomes really, really, really difficult for us. And it can, and it will become extremely difficult. What about when our parents become old and incapable of looking after themselves? This is when life can become really pressurized and challenging. And yet the fifth commandment is God's commandment, so still must be honoured and obeyed. Permit me, if you will, to share um, a little something of my own experience with my parents. Um, Both of my parents became ill quite early, really, in their lives. My mother um, had multiple sclerosis all her life, um, but really started to bite in um, in her 40s. And it was a difficult journey for us as a family, especially my dad. 
George, who had to retire very early from his own business uh, at great cost to him. He had to buy his way out of the partnership, which wasn't easy. Um, and it was the right thing to do because my mummy passed away at 66. And shortly after my mum's passing, my dad developed early onset Alzheimer's disease. So in his late 60s, we could see signs that things weren't just exactly right. Thankfully, it was a very slow, progressive form of Alzheimer's. Um, and so um, it really didn't get very difficult until the last two or three years of his life um, when my sister Sharon and I had to care for him the best we could. Eventually, and very reluctantly, my father had to go into a nursing home where he spent the last year of his life. God taught me a lot through those times looking after my mum and dad. It brought me at times to breaking point. I had to take a leave of absence from work for over four months. I had to um, reluctantly um, take medication but, but, in preparing for this talk and looking back on that journey, I thank God. I thank God for both of my mother and father's illness because it enforced me as their son. It enforced me to spend long times to stay over in their house, to spend time that I wouldn't normally have spent. It meant that my father, George, had to come to church with me. I had to lead him by the hand. He wasn't able to go himself. And so for many years he came. And so it gave me an opportunity to show to others how much I loved my mother and father and how much they meant to me. And God gave my sister Sharon and I the strength to endure through some very difficult times. And he truly blessed us both as well. We became closer, my sister and I, as we dealt um, with my mother and father. And for, the, for in the last year of my father's life, deep in the valley of Alzheimer's disease, here's a man couldn't tell you if he had his lunch half an hour before. Deep in that valley, he found Christ. Uh, the man that was here last week, John Roger, okay, John, at the time was an assistant with Stramillis and faithfully visited Daddy in Lime Tree. And one particular day, I had no assurance that my father knew the Lord personally. One particular day, John was up with my dad, began to read, and my dad said, John, stop. I need to tell you something. And John says, what is it? My son, Colin. And John says, yes, yes, your son, Colin. Yes, he's, yes, he's an elder in the church. He's doing well. Yes, no, not that. John, I should have led my son Colin to the Lord, but my son Colin led me to the Lord. I didn't know. And John told me later on that night after their prayer meeting those words, which were a blessing to me. Shortly after that, 68 weeks, Father passed into glory. Um, shortly after his death, I had the privilege of leading my sister Sharon to Christ. So God was in those enforced times. Thank you for allowing me uh, to share how the fifth commandment worked its way through in my experience.
I can truly say to you this afternoon that God would not give us a commandment, not just this commandment, but all of the commandments, without providing us with the comfort, the wisdom, and the strength to endure as we seek to keep those commandments, even in today's society. My prayer for you all today is that you may know this to be true for you in your own lives, in your own situations, in your workplaces, when you go back to work, when you have to make a stand and you're maybe ridiculed. Maybe your family situations are extremely difficult. I don't know. But I do know God is there for you. Rely on him. Look to him. He will help. He will guide. He will instruct. May you know this to be true in your own lives as I find it to be in mine. Amen. Just close in prayer and then we can have some discussion. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that you've given it to us and especially these commandments for our good that we may not just read them but apply them to our everyday lives situation where we live, those neighbours, those difficult family members, back in work, those colleagues that we find rub us up the wrong way. Lord, we ask that you might give us the patience and the grace to show you to them. Thank you, God, for your love and your mercy in Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen.